And secrets so untold And it doesn't seem to matter And it doesn't seem right Cause the wheel has brought no fortune Still I cry alone at night Don't you judge of my composure Cause I'm bothered every day And she didn't leave a letter She just up and ran away Michael Jackson's birthday is today and that is something I used to practice when I was a kid I heard Michael Jackson do that little bit there on the famous Oprah interview that he did wow oh I I I just miss Michael Jackson so much I I followed along like I, I learned all the lyrics like so many people around the world like you don't meet a whole lot. it seems like in the US you don't meet a whole lot of Michael Jackson fans but sometimes you'll like talk to somebody from Germany or Australia or or uh, Japan or or China India oh India I've met some Indian people that are just like crazy about him a girl who's Kuwaiti she loves him um, like knows everything and so that's why I know that little ditty there because Oprah Winfrey said hey Michael do that little beatbox thing and he said he was all shy and he was like oh I don't know I'll get nervous and she said come on come on for the show and then he, he just goes into it and it was captivating and I remember practicing that and so that's a little tribute of mine to Michael he if he was alive today I think he would be thrilled I think his music would transform from what it was and he would, I think he would do some amazing, amazing transcendent work. I think he would be fascinated by the mindfulness movement. He was so impassioned by like, kind of like focusing on some problem-based stuff. And he would sink into that kind of, uh, like what I was just singing, like a little bit of soulful kind of, um, despair or he had a lot of songs in his last two albums that were like hey uh you know this is a problem it's a bad problem we gotta fix it um but there there's still that like sadness to it you know early on he was like oh my gosh like the off the wall album 
Thriller, I mean, especially Off the Wall, that that album is so, so good. And the stuff he was doing right around then, he was really coming into his own and, and getting the producers to help bring about like his vision. And I, there's actually a documentary I really, really recommend you watch it. It's called Off the Wall. I think it's it's directed by Spike Lee, and it's all about the production of the Off the Wall album. And it has a lot of uh, little clips from people talking about Michael, working with him, um, things like that. And one of the m- most impressive things in it is when he was a kid, he studied obviously like Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly, and those guys are both in this documentary saying we're blown away by him he does what we do uh he takes it so seriously and he's he's made it his own thing that's just more effortless and more stylish and and better and and michael would say no fred astaire is the master um but you know to, to hear those guys give each other credit especially across the generations is that's that was my favorite part of that documentary so that's uh what i opened this episode with the reason i I started recording another episode right now is because i just published something i want to clear up i published a not an episode type of little snippet of me driving in a car on the way to a job interview if you didn't listen to that i was like talking about why I, I may not want this job and oh man I don't want to just uh, resign to being an, a nine to fiver person uh, again and I just that's what I want to clear up is there's no resignation in that I, I may have come across like I was thinking about it later and I, I I feel like I was being unappreciative of like a chance to work and a chance to, to take care of your family and yourself with a job that is afforded to you. So let me say right now that there is nothing wrong with nor, uh, you know, defeatist or anything about doing that. We need to do that. Um, We can't all figure out the right path to like manifest some type of big passion or dream in our lives especially not when we're like taking care of someone else and trying to you know stay afloat in this world so I want to settle that by saying no 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 I don't just think oh my gosh I don't think any I I love the interaction of people who are just you know they're they're especially the ones that are being positive about their their whole job and making it work you know, that that whole, like, uh, Monday, I hate this job type of... It's grinding me down. We can depart from that. Because if we have to work these jobs, if we chose to, we can, we can feel lucky to have them and try to influence, still, in our daily interactions, change in the world. And change can be a smile where you may not otherwise have smiled if you weren't thinking about it because a smile makes another smile a good attitude makes another good attitude it makes people talk about attitudes it makes people talk about 
positivity and you can do that I plan on doing that because you guys I definitely want that job that I interviewed for a few things have happened in my personal life over the last couple days that have made me shift my priority to be to be like you know what I need to get my own place again which I haven't had since leaving Los Angeles like over two months ago and I, I so need like to settle into a routine where that can then not remain settled but focus from that like launching pad every single day and enjoy the company of my kid that boy uh, day after day morning after morning night after night and if he's you know dropped off with family in the day or a child care center and then I get him you know spending quality time and learning with me at night that is living there is nothing bad about that situation at all so let's let's handle our business in a positive way I still I laid out some some of the uh, things that I am focused on in this world and that is studying and revealing how we can overcome separation and division and animosity that has to do with racism quote unquote racism something that I would like to make people feel does not exist as we used to think it did not to say that there won't there's not problems that come up that people have to deal with that people say things that sound very what we call racist I would love to start describing things in a more scientific way such as fear <clears throat> fear when people are afraid that's when they have animosity and we we can correct that fear with exposing the source of it and we don't usually if somebody's afraid of something we don't usually uh, hate them for that I mean how could you be mad at somebody for being afraid they're afraid because they don't know any better they're uh, they uh, are, are not uh, educated so increasing the education there's this one cool podcast I heard and they, sh they played a clip from actor Morgan Freeman and he's bent he's just he's so done with people describing who's black and who's white he doesn't want a, a, a BET station um, he doesn't want a black history month he wants us all to finally be civilized human beings with enough education to realize that we're all part of the same same universe the same energy we're all one and little details being focused on will keep all that same that problem just perpetuating endlessly endlessly something horrible happens these people that get together and they're rage-filled little groups to protest it makes us want to protest in return and it just gets us embroiled in this conflict and one of my pet peeves is 
then we we wheel out these same type of talking heads and pundits who say the same types of things and it doesn't get us anywhere one of the reasons is because there's like people who are professionals in talking about the, the conflict so that they almost like benefit from them being the expert on these things rather than saying you know what we can move past all this if we start reframing how we think of it and treating it like something that can be evolved beyond just like um, yellow fever something that was a plague for a long time just like many diseases or viruses throughout the times that we no longer even have to deal with anymore because we understood what the cause of them was and we can vaccinate. And so vaccination for, for racism is knowledge and knowledge more about poverty, about the numbers, the sheer numbers involved in, in poverty, like studies, you know, anybody in poverty has a tough, tough go of it, and it's hard to get out of that, especially generationally. We've got to understand that better and make people kind of disarm what they think a little bit and start addressing poverty. Chicken pox, you know? This may seem like a little tangent, but it's relevant to me for a reason because I didn't realize until recently that kids don't get chicken pox anymore. There's just a simple shot for it. It's covered in like one of the the typical shots it used not long ago 15 years ago every it was a rite of of passage for every kid had to suffer through that um you know there's the whole thing about if if one child has chicken pox and it happens to be summertime other parents will want their kids to play with that kid and contract this this horribly uncomfortable thing so that he would have it at least for the time he had it in the summertime so he wouldn't have to stay home from school. They wouldn't have to figure out where, where he's going to be. Um, you know, there are recent, recent things that are like, you know, that's dissolved. We've understood something about that in a way that it, it no longer uh, exists. And the way that we're going to do that is going to be pretty thrilling. The mindfulness movement, which more and more detaches and understands emotions and how those come up is going to break things down into fundamentals. Those fundamentals are, are going to make us see that there is not like this, um, this evil voodoo. There are, there are simple step-by-step processes that make people fear and and when you hate, when you quote hate someone, there's something wrong with you. And more and more people are starting to realize that. And they're not even, when they see, when I see quote hatred, I see fear and I see something wrong inside of that person. And I see a lack of knowledge. And so, you know, fighting against what they say, that's, they're, they're into that whole thing for a fight. So why are we going to give them a fight and resist so much and say, hey, you're wrong, you're bad. There's like anytime you call in a, in a, 
in an argument, you call somebody's stance bad and uh, like they just made a choice and their choice was bad, that that's what gets you caught in the same thing. So only detachment and only love can bring us out of this. And there are a lot of ways to look at it that I would love to study once I get out of this transitional mode that's one of the reasons I want to take a job is so that I know how much time I have every week and I know what to, f- to focus on but if I'm not like presenting um, some facts to you or preparing some type of of uh, s- statement or or um, you know agenda that really is trying to serve my purpose of uh, eradicating racism then I'll be studying something about it um, I'll still be doing other things also but that it's just such such a thorn in my claw this this thing we keep going back to in, in our society about you know it's just you can't talk about it without it just turning this polarizing thing and of course you know who's going to take what side on on it on it every single time a hundred percent of the time and it's just so old to me and it's it's absolutely beneath us and we need to move we need to move because the thing i'm excited about that is like especially for working class and and uh and let me talk about let me just say working class, you know, I think that's where the most, um, the most like energy is spent on, on frivolous things like that. That's off the mark. That's, it's not grounded in, in fundamentals and rationality. It's, it's emotion based. I just think that's when you get on internet comments of an article and you read the, uh, the, um, the uneducated statements that people make and the hostility that immediately ensues, I just think a lot of that is from, like, you know, people in my class, the working class of, uh, of America. And we, um, we're going to go past it. And when we do, all of that energy that was used for that type of division is going to be free to focus on a different problem. Like, a different problem, like, together. Because there are problems in the world now. But if we can really understand that this one doesn't exist in the way that we think it does, but it's actually a signal, a signifier of some other misunderstandings, you know, we need to start address addressing those misunderstandings much, much better. And there's going to be a lot of data that needs to be understood. Studies, I, I mean, some of this stuff can come out like casually. Some of it can come out talk, like talking to uh, statisticians. But we need to, to understand what it is um, more, more and more and more. And the people of the mindfulness movement that are already in it, this whole conversation is kind of moot to them. It's so automatic. It's so, it's such a given that 
where the stem of of uh, bigotry comes from. And it's just like, we don't need to get them to not be bigots. We need to get people to detach and understand their thoughts more and to feel more secure and and to just increase the overall amount of love in our in our country and in the world understanding love and understanding and once we do that i mean can you imagine if just all oh, the white folks and black folks no longer cared about that and that would just with just that just that one little thing would just give us such a huge massive group of people that could direct towards some new problem because like that's the lowest that's like the base to me let's like let's work on the base for a for a few years or something dedicate to it what and the dilemma is like Morgan Freeman said in his quote, he told the, the interviewer, he was like, don't, don't talk about it. Let's stop talking about this altogether. And that's my favorite idea right there. So definitely don't share it. But if I do discuss it, I'm, I'm going straight into something that's much more fundamental. And, and when I hear things in conversation, I always kind of try to get in in a calm, very calm way. A lot of times... Um, humorous and and point out something that I find to be deeper than what was being discussed and try to diffuse um, a misguided misguided statement oh some yeah I'm excited that that can happen I've talked many times about the children that are in in a much more advanced place than maybe we were as kids, if you're my age, which is almost 30 people. Now I'm a lot older than that. Um, but children taking yoga classes, breath classes, meditation classes, stillness, mindfulness. There's more and more of them, and they're going to share their, their pure welcoming light and their understanding a little removed from emotions and the thing is when somebody can't detach from emotions we all have that problem all of us I mean emotions are they take hold of you but there are a lot of there are a lot of them that will dissolve with the right understanding and training 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 it reminds me, I just lost my train of thought. It's really late. It's it's almost 2 o'clock. I've been driving. Um, so I just, I guess I'll just wrap up and say, I am sorry if I, like, offended somebody that that doesn't get to follow a dream and a passion and, and some kind of, like, goal. And instead... Uh, works at a job and that takes a lot of their time that's cool that's what I am about to be doing hopefully if I get this job offer um, for the interview that I talked to you guys about on Friday and isn't that funny I mean I completely flipped my 
script in a couple of days, I went from being like, oh, no, I can't do this. I can't put myself through that again to being like, all right, I've I've thought through every part of that and I fully want that. I'm asking for it. Give me that job, please. I'll be there. I'll even um, figure out what I did with my neckties. I probably got rid of all... I'm pretty sure I got rid of all of them, but three. But a three-necktie rotation, you know, that that can work. Hopefully, I'll just get to wear a shirt with no tie. Um, Thank you, folks, for listening. And please uh, smile and try to take what I'm saying as, like, something that can be done. It may not sound like it right now, but if you really think about the things that we've that no longer exist that used to um, from people thinking that the earth is flat to and, and please if there is some wacky like little group of people that thinks the earth is flat don't talk about that it's such a small group and we can by talking about it it's just the same phenomenon that I'm talking about is that you find this minority that is yelling this one thing and just because they're yelling they are the they're the ones who get the press when most people by far 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 and away have absolutely nothing to do with that and that's an understanding of the function of like the news media is they must they must show the loudest yeller that's like what the story is if there, are, if there are 100 people and 98 of them are doing, you know, something similar, nice and calm, but there's two that are, that are popping off about something, those, those are going to be the focus of the news. That's, like, the way it works. And then all of a sudden you can, you watch that and you become encircled in that energy. And then you start to think that that energy is more prevalent than it really is. It's, um, I can't remember what that phenomenon is called. It's, it might be just the silent majority, silent majority fallacy. No, it's the vocal minority fallacy because it's false because it presents an overinflated sense of reality. And there are a few other ones that I'd, I'd love to get into if I I can't drink any more coffee and try and try and come at it stronger. I'm just going to have to wrap this up and say I love, love, love being able to talk and have a few people listen. It just, it's almost to 1,600 downloads now and I just want to keep on giving and on the Facebook group for the Joyful Podcast. I got a question from it today and that's one of the reasons why I answered this is because there was like a question about can you can't you still be effective in this world can't you still make change even though you're working just in your day-to-day interactions like you don't have to be um, an ambassador of a movement in order to change the world and I was so thankful to read that because it's true and it's something I need to make sure I remember and if I do have this platform I should make sure it's said on this platform too that 
the power our, we all have like this exponential power to change the world all of us a little interaction makes everybody's day go better and then they're more likely to have another good interaction another smile um, a little more positivity and it's it can work better than than uh, than a lot of things I can't, I can't think oh, I'm tired here in Richmond Virginia I need to find a parking space and go get some sleep thank you so much for listening um, post on my Instagram at Ethan Sherritt official if you could and I'm going to leave you with some more of one of my favorite human beings of all time, MJ. Thank you. Good night. God bless and namaste.